Jim Davis Show on the team. Appreciate you joining us, Jim and Cake, today from the Bozarth Miller Chevrolet Buick Studios, the most trusted name in automobiles. All right, Nicole Jokic gets tossed last night for calling the official a mother bleeper. For not calling a f- what probably could have been a foul. Should he have been tossed for that? Toss, yeah. I say no toss, give him a tech. I, I just I just disagree. I think you, you can't call an official that. I just don't think you can. I just don't think you can call it. You just can't do that. And I, look, I love Nikola Jokic. And even Jokic is like, yeah, well, you know. But he said, well, there's sometimes, what was the quote? Like, sometimes it's hard to know if that's going to elicit getting tossed. I seriously doubt Nikola Jokic has called an official that before. I seriously doubt that. I, I just think you can't direct vulgarities in official. If you're a player, you can't, you can't do it. You can say, hey, what's the deal? What? That's a terrible call. Why don't you? Yeah, I have no problem saying, why don't you call a bleeping foul? Because that's not directed at him per se, at his character, at who he is. No, you know, call, 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 call the bleep and foul. Okay, I'm fine with that. But when he calls him that, and I get it, I get Michael Malone, and I love love Michael Malone. <laughs> I get in the Malone family that that's a a word that was frequently used around the Malone household, term of endearment. But Nikola Jokic. And the official, they aren't close. They aren't family. They aren't buddies. I just, because if you let that go, then it's okay to call officials whatever you want to call them. If you feel like they blew a call. He, it's fine if he gets upset about the lack of a foul call. I'm okay with that. That's, he can express that. Like I said, the the back end of the comment, I'm okay with. You know whether you, whether you have an issue with vulgarity or not. Okay, we don't really. I know I don't have a big problem with it. It's time and place for vulgarity. Sometimes on the court, on the field, sometimes that stuff is going to come out, and I'm okay with that. But I just don't think for for Musa Dogger that you you should be. You can't start saying that to officials, no matter who you are. Right. If this is like if this is LeBron James, and he didn't get tossed for that, and then there's a problem there. There's a double standard, and I think there's been a double standard, regardless. Right. So we go back to that Pistons game, which I think may also have been a Serbian Heritage Night. I could uh, be wrong on that. It might have been. Yeah, I, I'm not sure either. I, you know, either way, right? So, but I think. If I'm remembering this correctly, and if I'm wrong, pile, let me know on the Chick-fil-A breakfast team text line, 242-1340. 
I think the circumstances might have been similar that the reason that Joker got tossed in that game was because he was arguing a call. Right. And and again, I think the double standard is is still there. Now, again, like we've been saying, did Joker cross the line? Yeah, he he did. But again, similar circumstances, he doesn't get calls, he doesn't get fouls. And he says, hey, what's going on? And then he gets punished for it. Whereas someone like LeBron, you know, he does get calls and he still complains. You know, and I don't know if this number has changed recently, but there was a point in time this year where the Nuggets were dead last in going to the free throw line, which means they were not getting calls. They were not just simply not getting calls in their favor that would send them to the send them to the line. And I think Nicola believes, and I think the team moreover believes that there is this sort of double standard out there that exists that while well, other players can get away with it, but you guys can't because whatever. Right, you built your team differently. You do things differently than than the league. You know, your best player is this once once upon a time pudgy white guy from Serbia. We're not really sure how to market that guy yet. Now, in the Detroit game, just for some clarity on this, okay, got his second second technical foul. That was also a game where Michael Malone got tossed. That's right. They both got tossed. And when he got his sec- second T, that triggered the automatic ejection. And that makes sense. Last night was T and you're gone. And it was because he called Dogger a bleeper bleeper. <laughs> right. I, I, just, I just think that if you call an official that, in this day and age, where officials are under so much scrutiny, we've talked about that last week with the NFL, and, and I haven't even addressed the, the Kansas City he was off sides, okay? He Chief was. Fans, he he was. was off sides, and he was off. If it was close, I could see. He was, Kadiri's told he was offside by, by a good yard. Yeah. Okay, stop it. We, we were talking about that the other stop day. Stop it. He was, he was off sides by a full yard. We were talking about that, Rio and I were. The person that Patrick Mahomes needs to be channeling his anger towards is Kadarius Tony. Guy's had a lot of drops this season. Guy that hasn't helped him out like he should. But, but going back to this, that you in this day and age where officials at at all levels have been, particularly at youth sports levels, have been under attack by parents, even high school football players have attacked officials. That Nikola Jokic wasn't trying to physically, he was not physically attacking Musa Dogger last night. But when you use language like that, when you call him a name like that, which is not the worst thing in the world that anybody, it wasn't racial, it wasn't anything like that. It was, hey, mother bleeper, why didn't you call bleep and foul? You just can't talk to officials like that. You, you can say, why don't you call a bleep and foul? And I'm, I'm okay with that. Once again, getting back to what I said last hour, it's not directed at the person. It's directed maybe at the action or the inaction of, of not calling a foul, but when you, when you call somebody that, or hey, you dumb bleepity bleep of any any vulgarity you want to roll out, not just mf'er, but other ones, 
you should get ejected. You're making it personal with the official. Right. You're making it personal with them. In this day and age where the safety of officials, regardless of level, because that encourage that encourages, hey, I can talk to an official any way I want to. If that's if they if they let that go, and it's not Nikola Jokic being, like I said, physically trying to intimidate Dogger, it was a reaction. Hey, you jerk. Why don't you know why didn't you call a foul? Okay, I understand his frustration. If if you played sports, played basketball, played rack, high school, whatever, you've had moments where you thought you should have got a foul call, or they call a foul on you and you go, Hey, what the hell's that call? And you say something to the official, but you just can't make it personal. And he made it personal by saying that. Yeah. And I don't think it was it's something where he he's a guy that uses colorful language like a lot of us do. But there's a time and a place, like I said last, there was a time and place for, for a comment like that. That wasn't the time and that wasn't the place. And he, he, was he right? Yeah, he was right. Should have been a foul call. Didn't get it. You just, it sets a bad, it starts a bad trend. It starts a trend of you can say whatever you want to an official. Any, you can say anything to them and you can get away with it. And it's unfortunate that Nikola Jokic has to be the guy that is the, the person that at the moment is the poster boy for not doing this. You just can't do it. I'm sorry, and I love Jokic, and I'm a Nuggets fan. But also, I, I believe in the, that officials, they're, they're there not to be verbally abused or physically abused. No, they're not. And 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 he doesn't, he doesn't have to put up with Nikola Jokic calling him that, whether Nikola's being flippant about it or whatever. And I know that Michael Malone's trying to take down the temperature a little bit. Well, yeah, the Malone family, we call each other. He's trying to take the temperature down a little bit. He's trying to also have his guys back, which which he should. But you just can't do it. I'll I'll push back a little bit because coach can't do it either. I'm sorry, you can't. No, coach you can't, can't. Can't you? And so if a coach can't, why can't? Then a player can't. If a coach can't do it, and a coach has a more ongoing conversation with officials throughout the course of a game, if you can't do it as a coach, you can't do it as a player. I'll I'll push back a little bit, not too much, because I think because I do agree. I think I think Joker crossed the line when he said Should, what he said. Shouldn't have said what he said. Should not have said what he said. And 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 that's all well and good. I will say this though. I think when it comes to professional sports, you know, amateur level, college, high school, prep, youth sports, absolutely, you know, hundred percent. When they're when it's pro though, when these are paid athletes and paid officials, I think there is just a little bit more expectation of both. And I think a player like Joker does have a right to call for some accountability. Now, not in the way that he did. That's why I have no problem with him arguing the call. That's that to me, I have no problem with him, like I said, saying, Hey, why didn't you call a bleeping foul there? I'm okay with that. That's the part I have no problem with. Yeah. Absolutely zero problem. When you make it personal, though, by calling somebody Agree. a bleeper bleeper, hey, bleeper bleeper, why didn't you call that? That's the problem I have. Yeah. You have I, every I, right to go, come on, man, really? Really? Call a bleeping foul there. And I think the spirit of his frustration gets back to something we were talking about a minute ago, is that the Nuggets are, for whatever reason, and it's, you know, some of it, I think, is a little overblown, but I think for the most part, there is some validity to 
this chip on their shoulder that the Nuggets are kind of still treated as, you know, well, yeah, okay, you have a two-time MVP, and yeah, you won the NBA final, but look at the Lakers. Oh, my God, they won the NBA Cup. Oh, my God, LeBron. Oh, my God, everything, you know. Good for them. There's, there's this feeling of not necessarily like a Napoleon complex, but there is some sort of inferiority complex that the Nuggets kind of feel right now. And it stems from everything. It's national media coverage about how Denver versus Los Angeles, whom Denver swept in the finals, it was still, it wasn't about how great the Nuggets were. It was about, well, how does the, how do the Lakers respond? How does LeBron respond? You know, and, and, and again, there was a point this year, and I don't know if it's still true, but there was a point this year where the Nuggets were dead last in going to the free throw line in attempts. Yeah. And it's be, it, not getting calls and all the other crap that they kind of go through as a team, it just feels unwarranted and it feels like, why us? And so I get his frustration. And again, I don't necessarily agree with how he handled it and how and what he said, but I get it. I get why he's maybe a little bit frustrated and why he would say, hey, MF, you know, I... I Denver's 27th yeah. in free throw attempts. Okay. And, and, and there's 30 there's, NBA teams. There's so 30 there NBA go. teams. So they're near the bottom. Once again, I I totally agree with what you're saying in terms of his 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 right to question a call. Just don't call the you ref. You just can't call the official a name like that. Whether you're trying to be funny or or maybe or if you know the guy or or lady who is officiating. Which clearly they there, did it. If there's a relationship there, and that official's okay with you saying that because you've got some kind of little little banter relationship and you don't feel like you, you know it's not coming out as being it's not meant to be offensive to you. It's something you've said to, you've said to each other before. Yeah, if the okay. Ref- that's that's up to the that's up to the decision of that official how they want to take that comment. If the ref went back and said, "F you, MF, or I'll call yeah. whatever, or I'll foul but, I but, want." But, that, but that's that's not a great way to be though. In in something like this, where no, you don't have to be that casual about it. But still, you you just can't call officials that. You just can't do it. Uh, let's see. Got Dylan. Want to whine about when I play Call of Duty Warzone game mode and get paired up with teammates without a mic? Why are you playing without a headset mic? Communication is key. Also, want to whine about Mahomes walking the comments back, which leads us to around the NFL. The latest on the Broncos and the league. It's around the NFL on the Jim Davis Show. All right, Patrick Mahomes, of course, uh, obviously had to be restrained after the the touchdown on the little gadget play against Buffalo was wiped out doing an offsides on the Bills. Uh, Mahomes barking at Carl uh, Jeffers, uh, who you know, and and the crew because of that call. And oh, sorry, that was the uh, and then was... had of course the. We've been talking about profanity. That was the audio from Patrick Mahomes. We've been talking a lot about profanity today. 
Patrick Mahomes had a lot of it after the game. Oh, I I have it. I have the uh, the censored clip. Okay, go ahead. Let me. Well, let me. I gotta find it first here. But it was, um, yeah. So this was during the handshake. This is when he's talking to Josh Allen. Josh Allen. Well, he's, as Dylan referenced, walking it back. You know, I obviously, you don't want to react that way. I mean, I care, man. I love it. I love the game. I love my teammates, and I want to go out there and put everything on the line to win. But obviously can't do that. Can't be that way towards officials or really anybody in life. So I'll probably regret acting like that. But more than anything, I regret the way I acted toward Josh after the game because he had nothing to do with it. I was still hot and emotional, but you just can't do that, man. It's not a great example for kids watching the game. So I was more upset about that than I was about me on the sidelines. You know what? I appreciate the apology. I just... Dude was offsides. He was offsides. I, now, what I, th- what I think the issue was... Because, again, Patrick Mahomes has every right to be as angry at Kadarius Tony for that. Being like, dude, you bonehead... That was the game that would have won us, or that was the play that would have won us the game, and you were offsides by a long shot. By a yard. Where I think the issue was with Mahomes is that he knew that Tony was offside, or maybe not in the moment, right? Maybe not on the play itself, but he probably figured afterwards, after seeing it, that yes, he was offsides. His problem might might be that they called it and and should have Look in how, his opinion should have let it go because it was such a cool play and it's like that's not how that works you know, and I, if I, it I was the Eagles would have won the Super Bowl that you won yeah, so. with, with Dylan I, I I don't entirely agree with if he if he felt like he behaved badly particularly Josh Allen and he's regretful of, of that and he saw the play and he's like oh man he really was offsides Okay, I'm I'm fine with him. In the he got caught up in the moment. He's a passionate guy. He wants to win, and he felt that moment that they they got cheated. And and the whole thing about because a lot of us came. Well, you usually get a warning. Well, in in hearing some comments yesterday from officials, from former NFL officials, yeah, if if it's if it's close. That if was not close. It was not close. It was not anywhere close to close. He was a good yard past the line of scrimmage. But I agree with what Peyton Manning had to say about it. The old the wise guru, PFM. The sheriff. The sheriff. They should have let it play out. Should have been whistle blows, plays dead, that's it. Because then there we don't know what the outcome is. Then there's nothing to talk about. There's nothing to talk about. Because Travis Kelsey doesn't catch it, pitch it back to Kadarius Tony, and they score a touchdown. Nothing happens. Penalty happens. That's it. Plays blown dead. And there's there's no way you can say, well, we would we could have scored a touchdown there, or we did, or he did score a touchdown. Plays blown dead. They don't let it play out. And then we don't have this problem. And it's different because if it was defensive offsides, they would have, that'd be smart to let the play go because then it's a free play. Exactly. You know, because 
if he's offsides, you can decline the penalty. You can decline it. You can you know proceed as as normal, right? And if the play doesn't work in your favor, you can say, well, he was offside, so we'll take the five yards. With an offensive play, since they're the ones committing you know, a foul, they're the ones that are starting action. If they're if their guy is lined up in the wrong spot, offsides in front of the football. I completely agree with Peyton but, Manning. But, 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 then he, but then he could say, well, what if he throws a pick? <laughs> what if he throws a pick and that's the game? Then but, then do what? Because, because then they could decline it. Then they then they could decline it. But in this case, play just blown dead. Then we then then there's no criticism of 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 well they they took a touchdown away from us on a questionable call. And if anything, to me, once again, it was not a questionable call. It does, does it get called very often? No, it does not get called very often. But those are also when guys are close. There's a little bit of wiggle room. If a guy is lined up close to being or, or a little bit over, uh, a shoe tip over, okay, they'll say, hey, hey, next time, hey, you know, hey. watch, watch, you know, watch where you're, when you're lining up. That wasn't this. And if anything, if they'd have called it in the moment, we would be praising the officials. Being like, hey, good job for catching that and blowing it dead. You know. Right. And, and you know, fortunately for the Broncos, they benefit from this. And other people that, you know, they're Chiefs fans that are going to say, well, of course you guys feel this way. You're Broncos fans and it benefits the Broncos. Mm-hmm. You know, but even if, it, even if Denver was four games out, you'd still feel the same way about it. He was offsides and it wasn't even close. So they're not supposed to call it because it's Kansas City? Not supposed to call it because nah, I it's call a, BS uh, yeah, on that. I, I just, you know, it's you call it because that was the right call to make. They were right. He was offsides and it wasn't even close. Also, uh, NFL, their international uh, experiment looks like it's going to grow. And continue to add more countries. Where are they playing next? Mars. Owners will owners uh, vote on a propo- vote on a proposal to increase the number of international games from four to eight. And so, looks like owners, you know, they they want they want more international games. I know, I believe Brazil, uh, among others, have expressed an interest on on having a game, hosting a game in South America. I want a game in like Holland or Norway. One of the Scandinavian. I know it's not like the most robust populace, but I just feel like they would. I don't know. Something about the idea of playing in Scandinavia in the cold and, you know, because they have ice hockey out there. Because I think I think it was the Avs that played in Finland one year. Yeah, they played in Finland two seasons ago, something like that. Yeah, so wh- why not? Why not some of the you know Viking nations? So they're they're going to vote on this though that the that the winter meetings right now about expanding it and that uh, that would mean a minimum of nine games every year that are out of the country. Which now that you have seventeen games, you're not really lo- losing that many home games. Because of the increased schedule, right. same, pretty much the same amount of home games you always had, and so they, and when they someday will go to eighteen, it's going to happen eventually. Yeah, yeah. That will allow allow this to grow even more. One of the things that Mike Florio, Pro Football Talk, uh, mentioned in one of his pieces is that now 
there's the possibility of these growing ex- expansion of uh, of the international games of possibly selling like a 7.30 our time window to somebody like Amazon or fill in the blank of who might want those international game, that an international game package. NFL hasn't said they're going to do that, but they're now getting to the point where they could sell a package of games in that early window to somebody. YouTube TV, Amazon Prime. Peacock. Peacock. Take your pick of, of what they could ultimately do uh, in regard to uh, some kind of early international game package uh, going forward. But um, getting back to the Broncos for a moment, it's still hard to believe that after a 1-5 and five start, they're a game out of first. It's still mind-boggling. It's insane. But they've won six out of their last seven. Chiefs have lost three out of their last four. It's just hard to imagine. And now you have, for the, uh, for the Chiefs, they have Bill Belichick and New England coming up. Is Bill Belichick getting ready for Kansas City? Instead of on to Cincinnati or whatever. Now it's getting ready for Kansas City. I I think this was a game that got flexed out. Yes, it yes it did. Not because of Kansas City. And it's weird to say that Bill Belichick might be playing for his job. Oh, we we'll, we're going to talk about that in uh, four down territory. It's weird, it's weird to say that, but that's kind of where it is right now. All right, who do we have in the Chick Fil A breakfast team phone line? Howard and Fruita checking in this All morning. Right. Howard, good morning. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays, Howard. Same to you, Jim. Same to you. Uh, this apology from uh, Mahonis, did that just come on uh, the media like just within the last 12, 24 hours? Uh, I'd have to look and see when the uh, comments came out from him. Uh-huh. Uh, he was on a Kansas City radio station. Uh, came out yesterday. It was yesterday afternoon is when he okay. made, made these comments. Okay. Well, my take on that is, he should have. He should have apologized like first thing Monday morning after you get a night's sleep. Think about it for a second, and then think about what a goofball he was going off like that. He should know better to, to think that nobody's going to listen. Or, I mean, he's he's got the cameras in his face all the time, all the way up to when he gets into the locker room. That that type of stuff was just absolutely stupid. But I will say this: come come winter meetings and competition committee, they're going to take a hard look at it and just tell the referees. Be consistent on it. Just a simple warning here and there. You either do it or you don't do it. You know. Well, like Peyton Manning said, though, you blow that play dead. If you blow it yeah. dead, then then the then the Chiefs have nothing to argue about because it's it's, it's a dead <clears throat> it plays dead. They can assess the penalty for offsides, and and then you go about your business, and and that way nothing happens. I understand when it's like a, when it's a turnover, and you want to let it play out, fumble that kind of thing, interception. But when it's a play where it's an offsides play, and I, I get it, defense goes offsides, then then the play continues. I understand that. But in this case, maybe the play being blown dead is the appropriate way to go. And then you don't have the, the well, we scored a touchdown and we got shafted on that. Once again, I'm going to say this, they didn't get shafted. He was a good yard offsides. Yep. It wasn't even close. If it was if it's close, I'm like, okay. You know, that happens if a, if a guy's toe was maybe just over the line. I I, I get that, and, it, and sometimes those don't get called. But if you watch it, it wasn't close. And if it's That's not right. close, 
What the official's supposed to do is because it's Kansas City, because it's Patrick Mahomes, because it's the Chiefs supposed to go, well, we're, we're going to cut him some slack. Super Bowl, Super Bowl champs, we're going to cut him some slack. It doesn't work that way. Nor, nor yep. can you nor can you call an official an, um, an MFer, and that's okay. Either. <laughs> going, back to, going, back to, going back to Nicole. I know what Jokic. you mean. Yeah, you can, that's not okay either. Hey, Howard, appreciate it. Thank you so much for calling in. All right, you bet. All right, take care. Howard from Fruita today. I, he was emotional. I'm, I'm not going to damn Patrick Mahomes too much. He was emotional. Probably, yeah. I, I appreciate the fact that he's cognizant that his behavior wasn't great. It wasn't his best moment. And he acknowledges that that wasn't his best moment. It was a bad example, bad example for kids. Yep. Not a good way to be, not a good way to tr- treat Josh Allen, who had nothing to do with it and nothing to do with the call, who was going through his own stuff with his coach and all the negative attention about things Sean McDermott said four years ago that yeah, for Josh Allen, yeah, it's like, man, it's not my fault that they called that. Not my fault your guy lined up offsides. A twenty nine. It's wine about a Wednesday with Talon Wine. Got something to comment on today? Text or call us. Chick fil A breakfast team phone line nine seven zero two four two thirteen forty. All right, uh, coming up next, uh, we'll have four down territory. That's on the way. So uh, make sure you you stick around for that. You've got you said you got something for four down territory. I've got a couple things. Yes. Yeah, I also want to talk about because I was off when some of this came out about about Coach Prime. I know you love Coach Prime, and I, I, I'm i quite fond of Coach Prime. But something he said the other day, I have a problem with. Okay. Not the first time I've had a problem with something Coach Prime has said. It's, and it's been a good last couple of days, Transfer Portal, the, the commit from the number one. Number one recruit. High, number one recruit in the country, number one tackle in the country. Got some former three- and four-star recruit transfers from the yeah, offensive it's line. Good. It's good. Building through the Transfer Portal. Got a you know, stud offensive tackle out of high school. But he complained about something the other day in an interview where I'm kind of going, really? You're going to complain about that? Something that you really kind of bring on yourself? We'll get to that coming up in four down territory. You don't have no idea what I'm talking about, do you? Not a clue. Okay. Well, good. I like I like a little surprise this morning for you. Mix it up a little bit, okay. All right, we'll take a break. We'll come back with more on the Jim Davis Show on the Team Sports Network. Why about a Wednesday? You want a bottle of Talon wine with your complaint at 970-242-1340. Do you have something grinding your gears? It's Wine About It Wednesday. Touchdown every morning. The Jim Davis Show on Colorado's sports leader, the team. Welcome back, 833. It's Wine About a Wednesday with Talon Wine. Jim along with Cake today. Cake in the the rest of the week, the, an entire week of cake. And then I think it's most every day next week, too. I believe. You gotta, say, I'm gone Monday, but then I'm here the rest of the week. But then uh-huh. Rio's gone yeah, so next Wednesday yeah. and Thursday. So, yeah, you're pretty much here, <laughs> you're here next week. So that, that one random Tuesday... That I'm not here. I might as well just come in Tuesday anyway. You mean that the Tuesday that's Christmas? No, no, no. Oh. Because you're gone Monday. I'm gone Monday, but you're here the whole week. 
next week. Is Rio gone Tuesday? Uh, yes, he's gone Tuesday, Thursday, and Wednesday, Thursday next week. Yeah, so that yeah. so that Tuesday yeah. is the only day that I'm not here on this show. Well, that's true. Yeah, we are doing two. That's right. I'm sorry. I stand corrected. <laughs> they schedule such a mess right now. And then you're gone, and it's Christmas that Tuesday, so none of us will be here. And then I'm, I have to ask Max if he can do the 29th with me. I haven't talked to Max yet. <laughs> All right, we'll, we'll we'll get to that at some point. All right, eight thirty four. Thank you. That's right. Yeah, I'm. Which we again, are we are here, Buckeye and myself, on that Tuesday. Yes. And again, I might as well just come in Tuesday anyway. Might as well. If you want to come in? Come on in. Perfect. Come on in. Join the fun. <laughs> All right. What about a Wednesday with Talon Wine? Something you want to complain about today? Text or call us. Chick Fil A breakfast team phone line. 970-242-1340. Time for... We're into four-down territory on the Jim Davis Show on the team. <laughs> All right, first down. This is the thing I have the problem with Deion Sanders about. All right. We did an interview with People Magazine because... World-renowned for their sports coverage. People Magazine, Popular Mechanics, everybody's interviewing him right now. Cat Fancy. He was on GMA oh. the, other, yeah. the other week. Hear this quote. You always wish that you had a little more privacy, but the same thing that makes you shine will show your blemishes. So you've got to take the good with the bad. You can't just want everyone want everyone there. When the hype machine is rolling, you have to understand there's another side to this. Kids, he's kind of a, not entirely whining. He's kind of acknowledging that he does bring this upon himself. But you always wish that you had a little more privacy. Well, you don't have it, Dion, because you've got camera crews for your your YouTube thing with Dion Jr., the Amazon Prime documentary, the Coach Prime documentary. There's camera crews around you all the time because you choose for that to be the case. And so I'll, I'll, I'll cut him a little slack on it because he does acknowledge that, yeah, it's part of the hype train and this and that, but this... You always wish that you had a little more privacy. Well, you could make that happen if you choose to do so. You could have more privacy. Well, can he, though? Yes, because he could say, I'm not going to do the Amazon documentary. I'm not going to do the YouTube stuff. I'm not going to do all that. I don't want camera crews around me all the time. Mark Johnson mentioned the signs over at, over at the football facility, Dow Ward and all that, where their signs saying, well, you, are, you could be recorded right now because... That's what they're doing all the time. He does somewhat bring this on himself. He does also kind of acknowledge it as well. So I think that's... But still, it's like you can't... Oh, gosh, I wish I had more privacy when you could make that happen if you choose to do so. All right, second down. Al Michaels will not be calling any of the uh, playoff games on NBC. And I, I was reading somewhere that apparently he didn't know. He did not know this. Oof. Ooh. That's not good. That's not a good look. NBC confirmed that uh, the news apparently came as a surprise to Michaels. It's in my deal. Uh, where are you hearing that from? That's part of my deal. Are you hearing something that I'm not hearing? And so he was under the impression as recently as last month that he'd be calling a playoff game for NBC. Ooh. Ooh, not that is not, not good. Not good. All right, third and fourth down. Joker was not the only player to get tossed last night. Did you see the clip of Draymond Green? Ooh, that he does that on a regular basis, get tossed. Yeah, so Draymond Green 
Uh, Warriors lost last night to, I believe it was the Suns. Yusuf Nurkic, the victim this time. Draymond basically clubbed him in the face. Like backhand smack across the face. Yusuf Nurkic went down and Draymond got tossed. This is the third time that Draymond has been tossed, which currently leads the NBA. The other two times, he had a double technical, and then, of course, he choked Rudy Gobert. Uh, fourth down, buy or sell. Reports are coming out of national media that Robert Kraft intends to let Bill Belichick go after the season ends. Buying that or selling that? Buy or sell that Robert Kraft is going to let Belichick go at the end of the season. I want to say sell, but I'm going to buy. I mean, I think Kraft's going to look at it and go, okay, it's, it was a lot of TB12. And yep. maybe Bill has ran his course and maybe we need a new direction. I'll buy it. I'll, I'll buy it, but somebody will somebody will snap up Belichick. He will end up being a head coach someplace. Maybe he's going to go coach Navy. I think he'd love that. I actually think he would. He probably would really dig that. He probably would. All right, that's four down territory. Abs radio voice Connor McGay. He joins us next on the Jim Davis Show. Who do I listen to? The Jim Davis Show on Colorado Sports Leader. Whoever suggested that has got to be smoking crack and plenty of it. The team. Talking avalanche hockey with the voice of the Avs, Connor McGahee on the team. He'll have the call tonight. Avalanche hosting the Buffalo Sabres. Connor McGahee with us. Good morning, Connor. How are you? Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. (laughs) Doing fine, Jimmy. Merry Christmas to you guys. Are, uh, is all the shopping done? Christmas shopping all taken care of? I mean, uh, ah, no. I take that as a no. Uh, good one. Good one. You're funny. Gift yeah, cards. no, Gift that, cards, that would man. require, you know, time. Do you, do you have a lot of people you ever have to shop for? I mean, is it just... Oh, they... no, 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 no. Okay, well, that's no, good. No. Well, that's good, then. It's yeah. okay. Well, good. I'm... No, it's all good. We're, we're in good shape. We're I'm, in good shape. I'm, gl- so. I'm glad to hear that. I'm glad to hear that... Uh, that the Christmas shopping situation is not a not not a an yeah. era, a stress. Stand down. Go back to your lives, citizen. Okay. <laughs> I like that. Um, take us through this deal with Miko Rantanen and Ari Turi Lekkinen's dad. Yikes! Um, I, glad, yeah. I, I'm just what a weird situation with with you know with Miko Rantanen having to respond. You know, he made, made he was asked about he hadn't scored a goal in ten games. He comes up with a goal against Calgary. He brings up that there was a they finished players father was making comments about him we find out that's Arturi Lekkonen's dad who's a who's a coach over in Finland uh that had talked to some Finnish TV you know network about uh, about the offseason for Miko Rantanen and and his dad not feeling that uh Miko had put the time in during the offseason uh, I'm I'm glad that at least for Arturi and and for for Miko that this is not an impact on their relationship but just a really strange thing that's happened uh, in this in this whole this whole uh, back and forth yeah, it is. And, and Ismo Lekkinen, um, and, and they're all friends. And I, I just, this is, this is a, a, a passing thing. It really is. But Ismo is a, he's basically the top analyst for uh, what Finland's uh, equivalent of hockey night in Canada would be. Um, and so a top media personality over there. And it, for me, it just goes to show that you never, we have to be careful 
in the media, whether print or over the air, in what we say and how we say it, because y- you just you never know. And uh, that's why Peter McNabb gave gave really all of us some of the best advice that we ever got, and he got advice from from his dad, Max, and that was to criticize the play and not the player. And um, so I, I always like to keep that in mind when we're doing games and talking about these situations. But you never know what could be said that could could really get to somebody. And you don't know um, if, if that's true or not. And Miko uh, was offended by that and, and uh, decided to go public with it, which, you know, everybody handles it differently. But um, for me, that's that's something that I don't really – want to, you know, I, I'll let them sort it out sure. and, and, and they'll be, they'll be back to, to being fantastic Finnish friends before we know it. I have no doubt. <laughs> no, yeah. Like, once again, it's not an issue with them. It's like I said, Miko felt that, that, uh, Ishmo Lekanen was, was calling him out and saying that he mm-hmm. didn't put the work in during the summer and, and felt the need to, to, to comment on that after the the Calgary game the other night and um, you know for the Avalanche uh, a, a much needed win but uh, but still some some defensive problems Connor for this hockey team right now yeah and it just it comes in spurts right because they will do things really well and then they'll have this 10 minute gap where the focus goes away and then all of a sudden the puck is in the back of the net in you know three goals and in 10 minutes and that's not winning brand of hockey and i also say that but then you look at i i I laugh at myself mostly because when you look at the the nhl standings and the avalanche of the fourth most wins in the entire league (laughs) and so we're sitting here and and we're and i say that because it's a good thing because you're in december and, you know, you look at teams who are having to pull themselves out of the depths. The Edmonton Oilers, for example, have won eight straight, and now they're one point out of the playoffs. Um, they were not playing great hockey, but then all of a sudden you can figure it out and you can get yourself back in the picture. The same goes for the Avalanche. Um, the the Vegas Golden Knights now have 20 wins with that, that win over the Calgary Flames uh, last night, but the Avs have 17. So they're, they're right there, and if... If we're fixing things now, and they can be fixed, and they will be fixed, then that's a good thing for January, February, March, April, May, and June, if you catch my meaning. So um, they know what needs to be done, and I have no doubt that, especially with the top guys, it will be done. And down here in the front range, the talk has been with both the Avalanche and the Nuggets about, you know, these are two teams that obviously are, are playoff teams. And when you have been there and won divisions, won President's Trophies, won Stanley Cups, you know you're going back, and you know that's where the hard work needs to come. But you also have to have balance. You can't just you can't just put it by the wayside for the the entire regular season. So I, I think that balance is being struck, and I, I honestly think that the Avalanche. Um, their formula for success is being tough to play against, and that will absolutely return uh, sooner rather than later. Avs ready voice Connor McGahey with us. Avs taking on the Buffalo Sabres tonight. Uh, pre-game at 7.30. The Avs have the lead right now in the Central Division. And I want to get back briefly to Miko Rantanen. About the 10 games you know, where he didn't score a goal, gets the goal the other night. 
does this kind of get him going, Connor? Is this the thing mm-hmm. that the now maybe the, the dam is broke and, and he's you know had to focus on on obviously it's been a, a test of his mental toughness and, and and focus. Is this the the thing that starts to get him going a little bit and helping out uh, Mac and company? I think him and the team, and I think the one play that actually that actually signaled to me that the tough times uh, were coming to an end was when Josh Manson lined up to take the one-timer and his stick broke and the puck goes off two more bodies and right to Ross Colton who puts it into an open net. That's the type of bounce that we weren't getting for a little bit there, pretty, pretty much for six straight games. And then all of a sudden we got it. And then what happens next? Miko is in front, the puck bounces off the shaft of his stick and in, and now you're starting to see the bounces come back. So I think the answer is absolutely yes, because you need a goal like that. It's not going to be a pretty one-timer or that deflection from the goal line that Miko likes to do that's going to get you off the schneid. It's going to be the ugly duckling that gets you back <laughs> in uh, into uh, the good graces and rolling again. And, and, uh, and that's exactly what that was. So I, I think that they recognize... That I know the McKinnon goal is is pure as the driven snow, uh, but the goals before that, uh, Ross Colton and Miko Rantanen, uh, and, and the Avalanche score, you know, three goals with under nine minutes to go in the third period to come back and win. Those were greasy, grimy ones, and you need the greasy, grimy gopher guts to to be able to get yourself back in good graces. And you have to remember that that's where a lot of the goals need to come from anyhow. Most goals in the National Hockey League come within five feet of the goal, right? So we have to start living there again. So that's a, a good sign for Miko and the team that uh, that this can be a, a new start for them and to, to putting the puck in the net and, and pretty much willing the puck and making the puck uh, bounce your way again. Yeah, just kill the golfers for the greasy, grimy gopher guts. <laughs> no, not the golfers, though. Don't kill the golfers, okay? They'll throw me up and lock away the key. <laughs> exactly. That's what happens. So you don't you don't want that to happen. Abs Radio Voice, Connor Vigani nope. with us. Nope. Am I fault no one can understand what you're saying? <laughs> you watch Caddyshack. You, maybe you figured it out. Uh, sometimes I drop references, Connor, to think, is it just too old of a reference now? Is it just? No. Oh, I, I did that the other day. There's a, I was doing CMU basketball, and there's a player named Isaac Jessup. And so he hit a three, and I said, Isaac Jessup, did you order the code red? And uh, <laughs> it was uh, fantastic. Good for you. Thank That's, you. That is, okay, okay. I mean, just stand well up done. and take a bow. Well I'm done. So proud of you. Okay. Well, I'm, see, it's Connor approved, so it's okay. That's so that is you. Connor, all yeah. the vindication I need. Uh, right you, just, there. <laughs> you just made his day, Connor, and you've also emboldened him to make more comments like that on. Good. On it Brian. should be fun. It, just, it should be. It should be a good time. <laughs> so tonight, hopefully, you'll have a great time calling the Avalanche and Sabers as we transition into tonight's game. Uh, Jeff Skinner, Casey Middlestat. It's, it's a. It's really kind of a top-heavy group, isn't it? In terms of goal scores yeah. for the Sabers, they don't have a lot of depth scoring on this roster, do they? Well, and, you know, they've had Alex Tuck out. Um, congratulations to the Tucks, by the way. Uh, new addition to their family, but he's out with injury uh, and out with fatherhood. <laughs> so we'll see. He's on, he's, he's on the three-game road trip uh, for Buffalo. They play here at Vegas at Arizona. Uh, so we will see Tate Thompson missed, I think it was nine games with, uh, with a, a broken hand, and obviously he... Uh, was the story of the Buffalo Sabres last year. But overall, 
they've set a bad NHL record by missing the playoffs for 12 straight seasons. And right now, they're 13th place in the East, and that might be 13 straight seasons. So, um, yeah, I mean, the, their longest winning streak of the season is only two games. They're 2-0-1 in the last three. And that two-game winning streak just so happened to be when the Avalanche got shut out in Buffalo back. Whenever that was. Uh, I don't like to think about that as much as possible. However, about it. Um, <laughs> they are, you know... They were supposed to be that young surprise of the season. You know, everyone was talking about and putting money on the the Sabres, and, and there's still time, but that they would, you know, definitely make the playoffs, maybe, you know, start to push the New York Rangers um, and and the, the, the excuse me, the, the Boston Bruins who are in the Atlantic Division along with with Buffalo, but it just it just hasn't worked out just yet. So, yeah, it's it's... Very top-heavy. Tuck, Thompson, Skinner. Uh, Middlestead has had a better year. Ocposo um, doing some good work against the Arizona Coyotes the other night. But, um, but yeah, the formula hasn't worked out just yet. There's still a long way to go. But, but uh, Buffalo is an, an interesting team right now. But, but don't think that the Avalanche don't remember um, that Ukopeka Lukanen got his first career NHL shutout versus them well a couple done, sir, by the way. Well months done. ago. Oh, oh, yeah? Thank you very much. One of the one of the best names in the National Hockey League. I mean, it's it's no few good men reference, but I'll, I'll get there eventually. Yeah, you'll, um, you'll, you'll learn yeah. from the master. Yeah, I, I'll aspire to be one of the greats. Um, but, yeah, no, it's uh, it, it, it should be a get-right game tonight for the Avalanche. Pre-game at 7.30 tonight on the team. The Avs play host the Buffalo Sabres. Before we let you go, Connor, quickly a... Top quiz, hot Pop shot. Quiz. Now, you used to officiate soccer, correct? I uh, still do. You still do? Okay, you're still doing it. Yeah. What's the worst thing a player that you can say on the air has ever called you? In light of Nikola Jokic last night, <laughs> saying what he said, have you have you ever had a player call you a particular thing? Uh, I, yes, I can't say it on the air, but I do have a good story. So, there was a, it was apparent one time, and on the touchline goes, you know, I've been watching this game for 30 years and I could do a much better job than you can. And I said, well, I've been watching Star Trek for 30 years and I still can't fly the Enterprise. That's great. That's awesome. That's fantastic. That's, that's a great, great re- rebuttal. Good job. You didn't man. know what to say. Yeah. Yeah. So, there you go. All right. Well, I, I appreciate but it. It, it, yeah. it. It depends. I mean, you know, on what level is what acceptable to say that? Yeah. Two officials, uh, right? Like, I mean, what Nicole professional said, though, sports is different. Yeah. yeah I don't think. Well. Than high school and college. Absolutely. Yeah. Different to, yeah, different uh, levels, different to, uh, different things you're allowed to, to get away with. Hey, Connor, I appreciate it, man. Always appreciate talking with you. And uh, we'll grab you again next week. Pleasure's mine, fellas. Thank right, you. Have a great call tonight, Connor. All right. Thanks. All right. Uh, Connor McGahee with us today. All right. Very quickly, uh, Ted Leonsis, owner of the uh, Capitals and the Wizards. Oh, going to move them to Northern Virginia. Both of them? Yeah, we'll talk more about that coming up uh, next hour. All right. Didn't get a chance to ask Connor about that. All right. So, uh, Brian Roth, voice of CSU Rams, joining us next hour on the program. It's one about a Wednesday with Talon Wine. Text or call us. Chick-fil-A breakfast team phone line 970-242-1340. Hour three on the way next on the Jim Davis Show on the Team Sports Network.